You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. We're previewing week three, part one of our week three preview. A ton of games to start looking at, and we'll start with Thursday night football. We've got Panthers at Texans tonight. I can't believe it's already Thursday and we have games tonight. I love this season goes fast. Um, and then some early games Sunday, and then we'll split it up in half, and then we'll get to the later Sunday afternoon games, primetime football Sunday night and Monday night football previews. And, of course, most importantly, in my opinion, our picks. Tomorrow's program at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter is where you can find us. And I want to let you guys know about the new relaunched Locked On NFL Draft podcast. It started this week with new hosts, Eric Crocker, who brings the player scouting former NFL and AFL cornerback, and Ryan Tracy, who brings the analytics. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on YouTube, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here we go, Matt. Let's fire it up. Thursday night football. How are we feeling about the Carolina Panthers at the Houston Texans. Panthers on the road, favored by eight. What about these feisty Texans? A little home dog action maybe, Matt? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people look at this game like it's kind of a stinker and eh, typical Thursday night game they don't care much about. They're just putting these teams out there because they have to give everyone a primetime game. And I guess there's a little truth to that. But, you know, I'm kind of I'm pretty psyched for this one. First of all, I really wish Tyrod Taylor was playing because I think yeah. the rookie's just in a really bad situation here. I mean, he looked, to me, really lost when he got thrust into the game, and now he gets very little prep time. But the Texans, contrary to popular belief, are playing with a bunch of professionals. You know, let's call it that. You know, it's not a great roster, but it's not a bunch of guys that don't know what they're doing. They're professional roster. And I think what's interesting to me is – I am very – I'm bullish on the Panthers' young defense, Darnold in this new situation, the coaching staff, the Panthers as a whole. And analytics, particularly football outsiders, has showed us that really good teams really beat bad teams badly. They don't just edge them out. You know, are the Panthers to the point now – and this brings us to the spread – where they're going to just abuse the bad teams? That, to me, is more, the most telling thing. Or is this going to be close? Are they going to hang around? Or is, is Houston going to cover? You know Houston's going to play hard. I think the Panthers are going to beat them bad. So I'm taking Carolina. Yeah, you know, eight points is a lot on the road. That's I don't lot. like that. A Tyrod Short Taylor, week. I would probably be picking against the spread the Texans here. And it's odd. But, you know, Tyrod Taylor probably doesn't get the respect he deserves around the league. Uh, and I was impressed with yeah. him in week one. But it doesn't seem right to be saying, ah, well, you don't have Tyrod Taylor, so you're really screwed. But I feel like that's the way it is for the Texans here, rolling out a a rookie quarterback. And it's just tough. And we've seen, I mean, Davis Mills is a fine prospect, but we've seen the top, top prospects struggle in their NFL debuts this year. It's not easy. Sundays are different. Thursdays are different. Short week to prepare. And the Panthers are legit. And I've liked the Panthers. So um, I'm even going to give up the eight points and take the Panthers as well in this one and um i guess i can spoil it they are also my and i had had them picked even i I had picked a a few weeks in advance in week one and i had this game circled as my survivor pick and i thought it was going to be a little bit more of a contrary survivor pick in week three and it might be a pretty popular one now i'm curious if there's any betting experts out there that can really get into the weeds i would love to know the percentage 
of teams that go on the road on Thursday that are big favorites, maybe a touchdown or more, that actually cover? You know, I mean, you really only get like one practice to prepare for this game, and you're traveling and your body's sore. I'm still doing it, but I wonder how many teams on the road Thursday night cover a touchdown or more. Spread. Yeah, I mean, the, the home dog situation on a short week just seems so good, and that's why I was saying with Tyrod, this is the one where I think you would definitely take all the points you can get as the home team. It might not be quite eight at that point, but I, I just it's, it's hard to pick that team right now. And yeah. uh, that's a great question for our guy, Chris Raybon, who was on with us all last season from the Action Network. Yeah, Maybe yeah. I'll shoot him a little message and, and relay that tomorrow if we do get that information after this game. We will review this football game on tomorrow's pod. I mean, honestly, if this was Taylor plus six, I'd probably take Houston. Yes, right. Exactly. Same here. You know, I just think the quarterbacks would be really bad. It's it's and. They weren't lined up to win a lot of games, even with Tyrod Taylor. I know they had a bad opponent in week one, and it worked out really well for him. but we might see the exact same situation that we saw with the Jaguars last year where they win week one and they lose 16 straight games, although you know that'd be one, one more loss in a row than the Jaguars had last year. And like I said before, if the Jaguars and Texans were playing this week, I would take the Jaguars. As yeah, crazy as I, that I would, is to with say. With the quarterback situation, yes. I would too. Right. Um, Carolina D... Pick them up in your fantasy leagues if you haven't already and start them with pleasure. Already have, I believe, in the Peacock and Williamson Fantasy Football League. Let me double check on that somebody one. did. Was because, that you? Uh, I had Washington, and I did not like it. And we'll get to that in a minute here, but I'm a little worried about their D. They're just not going to be as dominant. They've got Buffalo yeah, this yeah. week, and actually that's the next game, so we can roll right into that game. But right, yeah, how about so, that? Uh, that is like the league I did pick up, Carolina. I've got Carolina now starting defense in the Peacock and Williamson Fantasy Football League over the Washington defense, still holding on to the Washington defense, but they didn't jump out like gangbusters as I expected, and they are taking on the Buffalo Bills here, Matt, in week three in Buffalo, the one-and-one Washington football team at the one-and-one Bills, and the Bills favored big at home, seven-and-a-half. Yeah, I think that number's too big, to be very honest with you. I think it's a bit of an overreaction to a total blowout of the Dolphins where they lost their quarterback and clearly the Bills deserve to destroy the Dolphins in that game. But I did so much Bills homework because they hosted the Steelers in week one. I'm starting to think – I'm not worried about Josh Allen at all. I mean, I think he rebounds and is a star this year. But the good pass-rushing teams, namely the Steelers in week one, I think give him a little more you know, problems than maybe some realize. And I think Washington, despite their defense underachieving – I still think they rushed the passer really well, and it's going to be a great D. It just hasn't quite gelled enough, and the back seven's sort of a work in progress. So I think Washington keeps us close. I also think the Bills' D, and last week showed this, is probably better certainly than last year and rushes a passer better. So I really think this is an under type of game, and I trust Heineke to be an NFL quarterback. Maybe I'm nuts. So – in a lower scoring game, I'll take the points here, but I think the Bills win. It should be a, yeah, a little bit more of a low scoring game to make it even more difficult for seven and a half. The, that extra half point makes me want to take Washington against the spread. Obviously, I'm going to take the Bills straight up here, and I do like uh, the Bills to win this game. I just uh, maybe, you know, six and a half, maybe I'll go. Buffalo, but uh, they got to win by more than a touchdown. I think it's going to be a closer game than that. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. And Washington, I think, even if they don't win a ton of football games this year, they'll probably lose a lot of close ones. 
Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, I think their O-line's pretty good. They got weapons. I think they have a professional quarterback, good D-line. I think they're going to be hard to play against. I think Buffalo's a more talented team and, and at home probably wins this game. But I think it's more like 23-20. And I'm sure for Vegas, it was hard for them to get any action on Washington's side in this game. And if there was a blowout scenario, it's definitely the Bills. And I loved how uh, the young players on defense have come along. And they're they're yeah. a better football team than last year. And I, and I think you can, like you look at some teams like the Packers, and I think the Bills are one of those. And there's a few other teams around the league. Maybe that week one was sort of an extended preseason game. You kind of throw that out sure. a little bit, and you saw more what you're going to see throughout the rest of the season in week two than you did in week one. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, th- that Buffalo game hits home because I've studied it so much. But, I mean, the Steelers' D was I- I- incredible in that game. Washington's capable of playing that way on that side of the ball and controlling things. But it's rare in this league that a great a great defense beats a great offense. Totally agree there. Are, are you excited? We, we think it's going to be somewhat low scoring. The over-under is 45 and a half. Are there any um, fantasy players in this game, Washington or Buffalo, that you really like? Maybe in a sleeper type player uh, play? Mm. Or is this sort of a game where you're not trying to get cute with your fantasy players, and unless it's a star player like Josh Allen or maybe Gibson on the other side or McLaurin, you're probably leaving this game alone. I mean, I wouldn't say he's a top 36 wide receiver, but a a football guy's term, a a what-the-heck flex could be Emmanuel Sanders in that Mm. they're throwing the ball deep a lot, and Allen just has not connected And that was a problem early in his career, but he was a great deep passer last year. And Sanders has been their deep ball guy. And if they can protect it up, I think that secondary could be had. So maybe Manny Sanders hits a bomb. IDP leagues, we talked about him in the stock up, stock down. Gregory Rousseau, I like the monstrous defensive end the Bills drafted in the first round this year. And I'm probably trying to shop. This is a perfect opportunity. Some teams might have some banged up running backs. I'm trying to shop both of the Bills running backs after a good running week for both of them last week. So Moss or Singletary, I'm putting them both on the trade block right now. Yeah, I would get out on that as, as soon as possible if you possibly can. All right, coming up, there's a fantastic one with a rookie quarterback making his starting debut for the Chicago Bears. We'll talk about that one and a few more games Sunday morning next. You know what I love about Rock Auto? Not only are they a family business and rockauto.com has been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you are into cars or even just a do-it-yourselfer with some minor repairs and minor parts here or there to keep your car in prime condition, you can find everything you need. You don't need to go to some chain store with their oddball pricing and never knowing what's in stock and never knowing what the guy on the other side of the counter is looking at on the screen. And chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or any account login. And they have literally everything. Blows my mind what they have in stock at RockAuto.com for your specific car whether it be a classic or your daily driver. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com, always reliably low. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. 
I always say Sunday morning. I'm a West Coaster over here, so it's 10 a.m. when those games kick off. we got football all day long. Uh, you East Coasters got to stay up a little bit later to catch the primetime games. Uh, it's it's more, more like post-time than primetime by the time those end, but uh, it gets started later, so you can have a full day before the 1 p.m. kickoffs. Or you just sleep in like crazy and enjoy the heck out of it. More, more my style. I usually get up and... You know, check all the inactives, of course, get a workout in, maybe like mow the lawn, eat a big breakfast and then settle in. And my my lazy boy about 1230. There you go. I like you got to get one thing done. Say, hey, you know, honey, I mowed the lawn. Okay, that's all you're going to ask me today, right? Lifted some weights or something. (laughs) Yeah, Do something productive for my body or household. I did 20 push-ups today. Okay. (laughs) Right. Before I ate this whole gallon of ice cream. Yeah. Before I started on the 12 ounce curls. (laughs) Right. And ate, you know. Two actual ribs. Justin Fields. It's Justin Fields' time, Matt. Yeah. He is the starting quarterback in week three for the one and one Bears as they travel to Cleveland to take on the one and one Browns. Browns favored by seven at home in this one. Um, Give me all that Bears juice, man. I I will take the touchdown. And Justin Fields, this is going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Actually, here we go. One, One quick stat here before, because I wanted to drop this stat before I forget. Average depth of targets, average depth of throws so far in 2021 for Bears quarterbacks. Last in the NFL, Andy Dalton, 4.6 yards depth per throw. Justin Fields, number one in the NFL, 10.5 yards depth per throw. So that's how different this is going to look. It might crash and burn, but it's going to be fun. Uh, It's going to be fun. I I mean... I'm going to start with the Brownies, and I'm sure there'll be some Ohio State Buckeye fans in the seats that'll be psyched to see Fields. That makes perfect sense to me. This Browns D has underwhelmed, in my opinion. But the more I think about it, the more that makes sense because there's so many new pieces on that side of the ball. So I think as the season goes on, their defense will improve. But right now, I think they're a little vulnerable. And, you know, they'll run the ball a lot and eat clock. And I bet Chubb has a nice day. But I think Fields keeps this game close. I mean, he may have a bad pick or a couple bad throws, but I think he will compete and make plays. And sneaky fantasy guy is like a Darnell Mooney. You know, like I I could see them producing some big plays, some bad, some bad. Wow, great play. And just keep this game close. Brownies win it, but I went the points. Remember when at the end of last year, and I think you nailed everything with the Browns, and, and I, I do think the Browns are going to win this game, but uh, I, I'm th- seven points is just too much, and I know people yeah, are down hard. on the Bears. I think their defense is better than they've gotten credit for. I think they're just a they're a different football team than with with, um, with Justin Fields out there than Andy Dalton. Some of it bad, some of it's good. It's going to be less efficient for sure, but there's going to be bigger plays, and um, it's just. The, how high the, the the ceiling is so high with Justin Fields and the Bears offense. The floor is also high because last week we saw a, as bad as it's going to be for Justin Fields. He had a fumble. He got sacked from the backside. Uh, he picked up that fumble. He had a bad interception where they dropped the they had a little zone blitz that he didn't recognize. They dropped the linebacker. He threw an interception. But man, he had a couple of great throws that didn't get caught that maybe he could have reined in a little bit. But he's got so much arm talent and he's so accurate throwing the ball down the field. He's going to put the ball on guys. And when you're making those catches instead of having drops on those plays, now that looks a lot different with his line from that week. And we're going to see a lot more of that going forward. And his ability to run, he's probably second in the NFL to Lamar Jackson. It's the only guy I can think of that's got more juice than him as a runner. He is legitimately fast. Maybe Kyler. 
Yes, in a different way. Different, but though. but Kyler's more that. video yeah. game like with with how um how, how lateral he is, just straight yeah, speed. Right, if right. you lined him up, I would put Fields over Kyler. I think. But you're and right. Fields he, gonna run a cornerback over. But he's in that he's in that second tier with Kyler behind Lamar, and that's a special ability to have, and that's why his floor is so high for fantasy, and that's why his floor is so high as an NFL quarterback, and he's so competitive. We saw last week, even though he made some mistakes, it didn't look great. He still was able to go run for the first down he needed to seal the game for the Chicago Bears, and they still won that football game. So I'm really excited to see Justin Fields, and he's not going to be perfect. He's not done yet. He needs to be more efficient. He needs to recognize some things a little bit quicker, as all rookies do. But he his ability to run and his, his just pure arm talent and just pure accuracy on some deep throws, I think he's going to be somebody who shows up and plays better than some of the other rookies and maybe better than expected for what his scouting report was as a raw player. And to be honest with you, I think it's plus 400 right now. BetOnline.ag. Maybe go put some uh, Rookie of the Year cash down on Justin Fields before he blows up as the starter now. Well, that's not a bad call. I actually had a conversation about Rookie of the Year, and I was like, man, after two weeks, it's two weeks. Jamar Chase might get my vote. So it's not like anyone's running away with it, for sure, is my point. <laughs> That's a good point. Nobody's running away with it right now. So it's a, it's almost no. a shotgun start with the, with these rookies right now. No one's taking that huge advantage early. So, yeah, uh, give me the points. Cleveland straight up. but And, and you know, I almost want to take the Bears straight up because I just feel like there's a little bit better vibe and, and they might have a little extra hop in their step on the road. But for sure, if I'm getting a touchdown, I'm getting those seven points, give me the Chicago Bears. And by the way, it looks like... Jarvis Landry on IR, but Odell Beckham might make his debut. He is practicing this week, and he was out the first two weeks. Uh, the Browns need something at wide receiver because if Odell doesn't play, and I don't know how Odell's going to look this week, but th- that's definitely something missing right now in the Browns' offense. Glad you brought him up. I meant to before because it's one of the things I'm more excited about in week three, to be honest with you, is is Odell still a star? I mean, is he still a great player? <laughs> Because his first year in Cleveland, he was not. Last year, I thought he was really good and then got hurt. So, to me, he's the big wild card for the Browns for this season. You know, how how much can the Browns compete? How far can they go? I think has a lot to do with what is Odell and can he stay on the field. And it's not a great sign if coming off that ACL, he wasn't ready to go the first two weeks. So, even if he's on the field, you're not going to get like vintage year two New York Giants Odell Beckham. Like that guy's maybe never coming back. Probably not. I'm holding out hope, but probably not. A lot of big lines here in week three, Matt. We've got uh, another home dog in the Detroit Lions. The Biting Dam Campbells are hosting the one and one Ravens. Baltimore favored by eight points on the road here. Tough line in Detroit. I don't think they're going to go away easy. I'm a big backdoor cover on the Lions, you know, guy this year, you know, Swift and Hawkinson and those guys making plays when they're down two touchdowns. I think I'll lay the eight, though. I mean, this is an old way of thinking of AstroTurf, but I just think of Lamar on turf, how fast he is. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) it it amazes me Baltimore doesn't have, like, the fastest surface in the league for him because he's a roadrunner, like we were talking about it before. Although, you know, I think a softer landing spot is more important than a, a fast track, maybe, for maybe, Lamar. So, maybe. And the way they run the ball, maybe it, maybe it is better to have a, a softer, natural surface there for Lamar in Baltimore. Uh, I, I'm going to give up the points. Uh, this is one where I'm yeah. going to take the... I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna take the points with the home dog here. Oh, I'm okay, sorry. I'm not. Yeah, because I think it's going to be low scoring enough. 
Uh, I don't think the Ravens will need to go blow them out. I don't think they want to try to do that. I think they'll run the ball, which they will be able to do on the Lions. I think this is uh, get into Detroit, get out with the win, keep Lamar from taking a bunch of hits. He took a lot of hits last week and play it straight. You'll be able to beat the Lions. The Lions aren't going to give up, though. They're going to play hard, so it'll be you know somewhat closer than maybe you would expect in a blowout potential game here. So that's the game script I'm looking for. So that's why I will will uh, take those points with the Lions. Although, you know, obviously give me the Ravens straight up in this one. Yeah, I mean, like, I think the Ravens are leading a, by a ton and half by at halftime and are controlling this game. Maybe even Lamar sits out a series or two when it's over and the Lions come back and cover, you know, but right. I'm going to lay the points. Colts, Titans, here we go. This is important for the Colts at 0-2, and they are playing the team that they will be most likely battling for the top spot in the division with in the Tennessee Titans, but they got to win some games before they can start talking about battling for a division title here. And it is not Carson Wentz. It's going to be Jacob Eason quarterbacking those Indianapolis Colts as they travel to the Titans, who are favored by five at home. I like Tennessee here. I don't like where the Colts are at, to be very honest with you. And a lot of it's the quarterback and banged up O-line. If Wentz plays, he's playing on two bad ankles. And I bet he does something crazy that he shouldn't to cost some points. And Jacob Eason, to me, is not good enough You know, to keep, to keep this game within five points. I think Tennessee might be turning the corner a little in their building. Huge game for them. Colts lose this one and in Tennessee covers. And I did see a note that the Colts are preparing to play maybe both Jacob Eason and veteran quarterback Brett Hundley. And if you would have yeah. asked me two days ago what team Brett Hundley was on, I wouldn't have been able to tell you. I didn't realize <laughs> that's where he was right now. And so, you know, to have sort of a veteran in there with uh, with Eason, I don't really understand that. Uh, but they're trying to do everything they can to get Wentz to go. He's not for sure out, but I think both of his ankles, right, are hurt. And he didn't practice yet this week, and it's Thursday, so not looking good for Wentz to play here. Uh, that's just not uh, a great formula, and you might want to jump on this line before Wentz is officially ruled out, maybe, and just take those five points. And I'm with you; it's just it's hard to to go with the Colts right now with their current situation. So I guess I'll yeah. I'll give up those points and uh, and take the home team in the in the Titans. I, I know we have to move on, but my take on that Hundley news was. They're desperate. They're just going to throw a quarterback that can run into the mix and give him some snaps because Eason's just a statue from the mid eighties. Yeah, he's know? a statue, but he's got a big arm and can make some big right, throws. Right. And Hundley's—it's not. And Hundley's been around for a bit, and he's not young Hundley quite anymore. And he was never like uh, you know nobody would confuse him for Lamar Jackson. Uh, he, he so I don't even know if that makes sense to me. I think you, no. what it tells me is they just don't like Eason all that much. Right, right. You know, and we're going to try to create some kind of offense with somebody that brings a, a different skill set than Eason. There was a day I was kind of high on Hundley, but yeah, that's sure I did. I liked Hundley that. coming out of UCLA. I yeah, liked him a lot yeah. more than a lot of folks. Uh, and I thought, you know, he could have had that Dak Prescott type of, oh, man, you slept on this guy. He's got too much talent. It just never, never quite happened for him. No, I had hope for him at, a point, at one point. The Los Angeles Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs. Another division battle here. Both of these teams, by the way, the Titans, that's a commanding lead if you go 2-1 and one while the Colts are 0-3 and beating the Colts early in the season. That, I mean, that's huge. That's huge. I just to um, that how about this little nugget for you, though, that if you think about it, might not surprise you. In the Chiefs' last 13 games, guess their record against the spread out of a 13-game 
you know, situation here. Oh, I think cap. I saw something like where their 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 record against the spread is not very good because they've had all these big spreads. It, they're two and eleven against the spread in the last thirteen. Oh, geez. Because <laughs> I mean, this because the spreads are always huge. You know, they just lost to the Ravens in the game they were favored. They're just they're awesome. Well, they're great, but they're not awesome. You know, and perception is they're awesome. Yeah, and their, and their defense, defense doesn't bad. always keep the other Live team. The and, right. and, and teams come in with a game plan to score a lot against the Chiefs. And we've seen Go so many up. heroic wins from Patrick Mahomes throwing from behind and throwing them back in. And, you know, first half uh, deficits that turn into second half leads and wins. Uh, but you're right. And I think we actually that stat came up on one of these episodes last season. And I knew it was definitely not good for the Chiefs against the spread. I didn't mm-hmm. realize it was that bad, though. This is big spreads, you know, and they deserve, I mean, they, like, they don't quite deserve it, obviously. And I think that's why I'm going to take the Chargers. I think this is going to be a close game. I think the Chargers and Herbert were better than their, their box score showed last week. And I didn't realize it at the time, but, you know, they, they left a touchdown on the field where Allen tripped up as the ball came out. And, you know, things like that happened to them, which tends to happen to this franchise. <laughs> but I'm a Herbert believer, and I think they keep it close in a really fun, high-scoring game. So I'll take KC to win, but I went to points. Yeah, I can't wait for this one. 54-and-a-half is the over-under. You think you're going over here, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good number, but yeah. I like yeah, it, too. Yeah. I, I wish it was just a tick more, and then I'd feel better about taking the Chargers. And I'm a big fan of the Chargers right now. I, I need to see it a little bit more. I, and they've been a little underwhelming, uh, but the Chiefs in a lot of ways, have as well. So I think this could be a tighter game. And six and a half, if that... I would wait until Sunday and hope that it gets to seven, then take the Chargers. Uh, but, oh gosh, yeah, you know, I think I... Uh, I think I'm with I you. I keep an eye on it. The seven thing's a good call by you. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. even six and a half, I like the Chargers. I, and I, I, you, Nope, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go the other way. This is my plan. Chiefs at six and a half. If it ticks over to seven, I'm going to flip the other way, go to the Chargers. But I'm going to take the Chiefs at home six and a half because I haven't seen enough quite yet from the Chargers. I need to see that. Maybe this is the week that we see it from them. Yeah. I mean, another number I wish I knew off the top of my head is I wonder what Andy Reid's record is after a loss. Probably pretty good. Yes. And at home, such a tough place to play. The Chargers haven't played difficult road games like this in a while. With only when they're sense. at home. Right. Chargers only play tough road games when they're at home. I'm trying, to, trying to be funny here. <laughs> okay. was, you're just piling on. You know, not only the Raiders, now Chargers fans. At Williamson NFL is where you can find that on Twitter. <laughs> they can't dispute that. When no. their stadium's half Cowboy fans, you know. All right, uh, we'll, we'll get to a few more games next. There's a ton of early games, and then the rest that we don't preview today, we will preview tomorrow with Sunday afternoon and prime timers on Sunday night and Monday night football. All eyes back on the NFL as teams are back on the field. Another football season is here. Not only pro, but college action as well. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for pro and college football action this season. And I know y'all are pumped up after seeing football. Sometimes it's a slow burn, too. You're like, all right, the season back. What's it going to be like? You're like, oh, yeah, this is fun. This is awesome. Overtime, Monday Night Football. Great. Let's throw some money down because now I have a good feel for what these teams are going to look like in 2021. A new updated site and interface at betonline.ag with even more odds, props, and contests. They continue to be the number one source for everything 
football. Head over to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. And don't forget to use promo code Locked On. Not only football, but basketball, boxing, baseball, your favorite casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available this season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, NFL fans, there's an app out there that everybody needs to know about, especially those of you who get gas, which is probably most of you, especially those driving in the mornings, listening to their favorite podcasts. And our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. So that's 50 cents cash back on your first fill-up. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card. Super easy. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get that bonus of up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN on the GetUpside app. Here's a good one. Saints-Patriots. Both teams won and won. The Saints came out and was like, okay, Sean Payton, Jameis Winston, let's go. They destroyed the Packers in week one. But again, like I said, if you're going to throw out a game, throw out week one. Maybe week two is more like it. And the Saints lost in week two to the Carolina Panthers. Big, 26-7. So a little, uh, uh, I don't know, sort of uh, Jekyll and Hyde situation here, I guess, for the Saints in the first two weeks. What kind of team are we going to see here on the road at the Patriots? What's the line here? It is the Patriots by a field goal at home. Three points. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was three or three and a half. I don't, I'm going to make sure, because that's a big deal, I think, in this one. Here's my take on this game. Two Hall of Fame-like coaches, I'm not sure Peyton gets in, but I think he will, that have been around the block eight million times and have won a ton of games in this league and know a thing or two. I've forgotten more football than I'll ever know. I think they both look at their teams and look at the opponents and say, we have limitations, and I got to coach my way around these limitations. You know, for the Saints, it's their receivers are awful. You know, and New England's sort of similar, and a rookie quarterback. And, you know, we can't, we got a real Jameis in and playing on the road. And uh, I think they, and they look at the opponent and say, they have limitations and things we can attack too and have success. So in the end, I think it's a really low scoring, close to the vest type of game. Don't take a lot of risks. So I want the points. That's why I was curious about that half. But even three, I think it's a close game. And the Saints don't have an entire coaching staff, you know, at home because of COVID. They can prepare for this one legitimately and throw the tape away from last week. I like mm, like 17-16 New England. I will take the points and go with the Saints even though they're on the road here and this is a great line and basically they're saying we don't know they're just throwing up their hands in Vegas like right, I don't know right. neutral site it's a tie so New England's at home let's give them a field goal uh, I think the Saints can either win or keep this close and I think it's a good enough bet for me to take the Saints so I will take the points and this is sort of one of those games where whoever gets points I'll, I'll take them one quick strategy note is I would imagine Belichick treats Kamara like 
Marshall Falk in the Super Bowl. Like, we're going to beat the crap out of him <laughs> yes. every route. You know, the Troutmans and all those dudes have to beat us. Kamara is going to have a lot of attention. Let's just put it that way. Thus, I think a sneaky fantasy play here is Juwan Johnson, the, the tight end, uh, converted wide receiver. He had a couple touchdowns in week one, was quiet last week. If uh, if if a team the team sort of has to pick one in the passing game, if it's Kamara or tight end, uh, I like him in the red zone to maybe score for your fantasy football team. So if you're looking for a sleeper, you're struggling at tight end, go see if Jawan Johnson's still on the waiver wire for you. Not bad. Uh, both these fantasy defenses, I think, are in play too. And part of it for the Patriots is they're still playing a rookie quarterback. I think Sean Payton and uh, and the Saints defense is pretty good, and they'll have something up their sleeve for him. So it's one of those where the home team I don't see a big win. So you know that's why I want to take the points with the Saints here. I tweeted this out this morning that this isn't a cut on Mac Jones. It's just a stat. It's a number. You know, his his average throw this year through two games is only 5.6 yards past the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And last week it was like three. You know, so he looks good. He's very comfortable. But he's not being asked to do much. I mean, compared to the throws he makes to what Lawrence is trying and Wilson and what Fields will try, just, you know, take it with, you know, right. be oh, aware. Yeah. It's nine day. And it's Bill Belichick's like, don't, like, I would rather you check it down to your running back than throw an, anything near an interception. Like, you know, dink and yeah. dunk, vanilla, let's get through here. Let me scheme up the defense. Let's win some close games. Yeah, end every every uh, drive with a kick of some sort. Punts, right? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, a lot of kicking work. Right, right. (laughs) Extra day of special teams practice. (laughs) Exactly. We'll win on teams and create a turnover that most teams won't. Okay, three more early games, Matt. Let's see if we can ram through these games really quick here. Okay, and I don't think we have to spend time on the Falcons and Giants. Two zero and two teams here. The Giants are at home again. It's it's. It's the uh, the line makers here, the odds makers, just throwing up their hands. Neutral field, no idea. Home team gets three points. Do you like the Giants at home and giving up three points, or do you like the Falcons on the road here? I like the Giants, and I have this great fear that, boy, this is a perfect time to kind of get behind the team and think they're a little better and quarterback and offensive coordinator that might be better than I thought they were in the offseason. And then I just get slapped in the face and the Giants look terrible. But I think they're just a, a noticeably better team than Atlanta. I, I, I've hated everything I've seen from the Falcons this year. Yes, how about this yes. one? Because you've talked a lot about how Matt Ryan looks kind of washed right now. Yeah, um, he does. And here's the depth of target. We talked about depth of target earlier on. Here's Matt Ryan's average depth of target by year. in twenty For the last five seasons. 2017, 8.8. 2018, 8.9 then 8.7, then 9.3. So all very close between 8.8 and 9.3 the last four seasons. This year, yeah, five. Respectable. Five. five. So almost cut in half in 2021. That's what we're looking at. And they've never had a lead this year. Bad offensive line play is part of it. He's got to get the ball out so quick. They can't really run the ball. They don't have a lot of talent there. And their defense is terrible. I mean, it's just, a, a, it, even if Matt Ryan was still vintage Matt Ryan, it's it's an almost impossible task they're asking of him right now. So, um but throwing from behind should be where you at least get some depth of target up and, and maybe some fantasy value from Ridley and Kyle Pitts, theoretically. But, man, uh, yeah, I don't like what's going on there. So I, I will give up the points with the home team Giants, who do have some talent on, on you know the defensive side of the ball and some playmakers on offense. Daniel Jones, score some points, and they'll be okay. 
Yeah. Uh, last note here, I know we're, we're hustling, and we could even bump a couple of these games over tomorrow if we yeah. had to, these one o'clockers. But I want Saquon to look like Saquon. You know, a nice long week after two games under his belt. I want him to be the best player on the field in this game, and I think it's possible. Let's save Bengals Steelers tomorrow because I know you have some thoughts I'll on start this one. Talking a lot about it. And stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and by the way, Daniel Jones, a lot of turnovers. Maybe just don't turn the ball over. That might be all they they need for the Giants to uh, to go win this football game. Yes. Okay. Huge. Let's. We'll, we'll save the the one early game. We'll save for tomorrow is Bengals Steelers. Let's finish it up here with Cardinals and Jaguars, the last of the early Sundays games, and on the road. The Arizona Cardinals favored by seven and a half points, two and zero at zero and two. Jaguars, who you got? Yeah, I'm glad we're saving the Steelers because there's a ton of injuries I want to talk about, and I'll know more tomorrow when we further down the road. This one looks so easy that Arizona's such a better team than Jacksonville right now, and their momentum is roaring, and Jacksonville's just running into a wall. But I hate that it's you know cross country, one o'clock, Florida. Screams let down game. I'm still going to take the cards and lay the points. So I, I, I can't put my money on the Jags right now. If it was a different team they were going to play than the Jaguars. The Jaguars have looked like the worst team in the NFL for two weeks. They've gotten beaten by double-digit points in both games. One of those against the Texans, who we thought coming in, were going to be the worst team in the NFL this year. I think there is some upside to the Jaguars. Just have not even seen a blink of it quite yet. And I don't think... Trevor Lawrence has played really that bad. So that's kind of worrisome. Not really. He's had some yeah. interceptions, but he's made some great throws too. So I don't know if if it's like a switch you can flip because it's not like all of a sudden he's going to figure something out and then they're going to be amazing because it's it's everything else going on. It's not just it's not Trevor Lawrence's problem right now, I don't think. I mean, use James Robinson a little more. Give Lawrence some easy throws, mm-hmm. some layups, and I just don't think the Jags D can be competitive in this game. Did you see the there was a, a mic'd up with Urban Meyer at midfield talking to Vic Fangio of the Broncos last week? And uh, basically Meyer is like, yeah, man, it's a tough league. It's, it's like playing Alabama every week. He's like, oh, you think? You didn't know that coming in, Urban? Come on, man. You're shocked by that? Oh, okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you played Houston in week one. <laughs> Which is a team that people were arguing in the offseason. Who would win, Alabama or Houston? Right, right. Wait, wait till you play the Bucks or the Chiefs, or you know, right. And Fangio laughed like, "Huh, yeah, you're right." He's yeah, like, no kidding. He's like, "Yeah, no shit." Um, <laughs> what so, do you think I'm doing here? Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's hard not to. You kind of got to give up the points, even though I don't like it. This is one of those sneaker games where even the Cardinals are in control, but uh, the home, you know, traveling across country, early 10 a.m. body clock for the Cardinals in Florida, um, big line, seven and a half. Everything adds up if it just wasn't the Jaguars. It's so hard for me. So I'm going to give up those points and take the cards. Right. I just can't take the Jags. Maybe they'll show us something. I'm not sure how they can make the line big enough to take the Jags. I don't know what that number is. (sighs) It would have to be like 10. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking double digits. Yeah, a a two-score game. And then I could see, you know, maybe cruise control. We talked about that in a couple other games. And that's why that's, I mean, there's going to be some smart bettors that are in on the Jaguars here. Because if the line, especially if the line continues to grow. Because that that home dog situation for a team traveling from the West Coast, that's a real thing. Yeah, I don't know a ton about betting. But I know enough that there's a lot of people like me that will go to the window after a couple beers and be like, I'm not taking the Jags, whatever the line is. (laughs) But there's a number that the Sharps will say, oh. This is too good to be true. Right. All right. Good stuff. We'll find out how we do. We'll find out how these teams do 
Sunday. We'll find out how the Texans and the Panthers do tonight. We'll cover that one tomorrow and the rest of the Sunday and Monday slate right here. Peacock and Williamson.